that one. Hey, everybody, Powerhouse Podcast people or Powerhousers, whatever y'all want to be called. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Zach, the other host. I got Dan, the host, or however that works. Hello. I think we are here, right? Yeah, we're we are here. here. And Zach we're live. And, oh, and live. So we have a phone number. We can take some calls. Hold on. Let me uh, put it on here. What here. is the phone? This is a fun game, isn't I, it? Every week. <laughs> I can't even read it. It's too little. Eight, oh. We don't. <laughs> There's someone calling, but oh, it's not for the show. <laughs> All right. So the phone number, if you want to call in, is 878 4987. That's 901 878 4987. All right. Cool. Good job, Zach. Yeah. This uh, show is brought to you by MFC Manufacturing, Impalo, and Memphis Fence Company, hosted by Memphis Fence Company. Yeah. Being that we're at Memphis Fence we're Company on the Memphis Fence property. Right. So. Yeah, cool. so Zach, I'm Dan. Uh, tonight's a cool one. We got a guest here tonight. We mentioned previously about wanting to do this. I think yeah. when we did the first, second episode, we talked a bit about the company's history. And there was some mention about the, you know, I don't want to say rocky, but kind of uncertain. A little rocky. That's, that's rocky. a fair put. Okay, yeah. rocky. rocky beginning or uncertain beginning and how that was kind of a, we can tell them now. It's all in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there were some, you know, misgivings about whether or not to keep Memphis Fence going for you to buy it and and yeah. get involved. And people were some were there saying was, no. A lot of no's. All a lot knows. of don't you dare. You're crazy maniac. All no's, even from myself. <laughs> yeah. So, well, here we are. Uh, what? Um, Fifteen. Ten and a half. Ten and a half. Cool. Yeah. Years later. So. Uh, Still trucking. I just met this guy today, so I think I'm going to let you take over and do a little bit of talking about why you got him on the show, who he is, the relationship, do the intro since he's your dude. All right. Sounds good. So I thought we'd do something a little bit different this time and actually do like a show summary at the beginning and let people know what it's going to be about. I like that. That way, if you want to listen, cool. If you don't, leave. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) don't forget, I'll still be on it the whole time. That's right. We'll still be here. So to watch me. And if you change your mind, you can come back. So uh, we're going to, we've got the banker, Kirk, Kirk Richardson here in studio with us. And uh, we're going to tell the story about how he saved the day about 10 years ago and how he's been helping us ever since. Yeah. And uh, we're going to give some pointers on how people might be able to get some like emergency cash if you find yourself in that situation. And then... We'll talk a little bit about what kind of relationship you should have with your bank and how to keep them happy. So when you do call them, they'll answer the phone and help you out. And then uh, how we can, uh, we'll talk about a line of credit a little bit cool. and, uh, you know, kind of go through some banking relationship money type stuff. So that's, I'm excited. Uh, that's the agenda. This is something we've talked about a good bit in the process of becoming or transitioning into commercial fence specifically um the neat much needed cash flow and that uh you know good relationship with the bank and banker right yeah yeah so cool i'm so, sure there's some people waiting to hear something about that can we show yeah i didn't know how i was supposed to say anything yet. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, welcome I'm, kirk everybody yeah <laughs> <laughs> sitting over on the sideline waiting anxiously awaiting Anxious. your big day i want to mess huh? up the show you know right I don't think any way to mess it up. <laughs> I think I'm we, looking at you like, am I supposed to say anything yet? <laughs> we we got over that fear on like episode okay, one, okay. and it's here we are. So uh, we 
We would learn some Italian, but are you got us? Um, Maybe at the end of the show. Okay. Okay. So Laria is out again. Uh, She should return next week. So we'll get back to our learning Italian. Maybe we'll catch up on the past two weeks. That'd be cool. Do three words. I, you know, I'm excited because I'm good at it. I can't even. Of course, I want to do it. I'm terrible. Yeah, I I'm, get. I wait. No, I got like a C last time. I was getting solid Fs before, but so who come up with the idea of that? Just because she's Italian, I don't. Yeah, yeah. we just thought it'd be collectively okay. thought okay. it'd be humorous. I think. Right. Yeah, especially. Uh, I like to joke about us as being having kind of thick Southern accents, which I don't I'm particularly. Sure I do too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, the char- my character of me and Dan talking is often a lot more Southern sounding than I actually sound. So, uh, yep. All right, I have it on Google. Let's see if you can hear it. Antisoldi. Which is, we're hoping this is going to be big oh, money. Big money, sorry. Big yes. money in Big Italian. money. Big money. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? Here it is again. Antisoldi. Nothing. Antisoldi. 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 Yeah. Antisoldi. Sounds like salty. <laughs> Antisoldi. Saldi. What, what you got, Zach? Antisoldi. It's with a T. Salty. Tanty? Denty salty. They're all T's. <laughs> Starts with a D. Oh, Tanty. Oh, Tinty. Salty. T-A-T-I. Tanty salty. Good job. You did it. That's uh, pretty good. All right. So, we got that out of the way. Um, <laughs> so, our listeners. Uh, of rocky beginnings. Yeah. <laughs> So our listeners, I think, are people who are either, you know, pretty new in the commercial world or looking to expand maybe in the commercial fence world or even some people that want to get into the commercial fence. And I don't know who listens to the show. Maybe we have some people that have been doing it for 100 years and they like to make fun of us. But that's uh, oh, and your mom. (laughs) We actually so Alaria has been in Italy. And so we have some Italian listeners now. Oh, wow. Yeah. They they do have internet there. We we've established that, but um, yeah. Oh, in South Africa, right? We had a new cool. listener somewhere around like Cape Horn, I think, down cool. in South Africa. So you get some report that shows you, yeah, exactly where these people. That's are. right. Cool. Yeah. So we got the the U.S. is all Don't covered. Don't make them more nervous. No, I'm oh, not right, nervous. Right. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got the U.S. Curious. covered, and uh, so we've had. We've had one person in like Brussels that's mm-hmm. listened to every episode, I think. Oh wow! And uh, now we got somebody in South Africa tuning in, and like I said, a few in Italy. But I think that was all just Elaria and her family over there. That's probably. cool, though. But, that's good. Let's yeah, take what we can get, man. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. So hopefully, this whole story can maybe like, I mean, the beginning part of it maybe will be some encouragement for somebody, or you know, maybe some local people will listen and laugh at us or whatever. And then from there, we can probably give some advice on, you know, the other things we talked about. Intro with the little, the background. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting on that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's the next part is to start where I met Kurt. All right. So after, we... go ahead. No, you go ahead, man. You sure? I was just wondering if we do like a quick refresher of Memphis Fence prior to the meeting of Kurt, just real quick. Grandfather um, started it in 1971. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of worked here a little bit. Your dad owned it and he passed in and then enter Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Like so that. my grandfather died, left it to dad. I bought it from dad. And so that that's a part of this story is okay. that. So my grandfather died in 2011 and 
at the time there was some debt and banking business going on with a, a big bank. And <clears throat> when my grandfather died, the bank freaked out. And so then about a year after that, I came in and bought the fence company from my dad. And I was 24 years old. So now freaked out again. And they, they, they trend. Well, so when I bought the fence company, I inherited all of the outstanding debt that was with this other big bank and anything for vehicles and equipment and all that stuff. But none of them worried too much. It was just the big bank and the big loan. So they, I'm pretty sure the name of the division that they put us in is like special, special assets. assets. Okay. Yeah. So it makes you sound special, but, but you're not special. No, no. <laughs> that's what, that's code word for get rid of these people. It's exactly and, what it is. Yeah. If you want me to speak a little bit on that. Okay. But yeah. I took a job in that division for that bank with a friend of mine who was doing that. And when I first got there, kind of learning the ropes of how it works. And that's exactly how they explained it to me. It was when these people come here to special assets, your job is to get rid of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what they said. Get rid of them, get them out of here, whatever you got to do. Well, that's what it felt like. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, you were not very special. <laughs> no, no. So, we, I remember we had a, a meeting. I don't even know where it was, but it was a big conference table and some people in suits and all that stuff. And, you know, they're like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, that kind of reaction. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it didn't go very well. So we were in the special assets division and what that meant was they jacked our payment way up. And they said, look, accelerate the debt. Yep. Yeah. So they, they said, we'll let you keep the debt here with this bank. We'll call it X, Y, Z. And, but what we're going to do is we're going to jack your rates up and we're going to jack the payments up and they put a balloon on it every six months and all of this stuff. And it was, it was just a mess. Let me say at this time, you weren't directly dealing with me then. No, 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 no. Make sure you say <laughs> I'm not the bad yeah, guy yeah, here. No, no, no. <laughs> no, so Kirk actually had already left XYZ Big Bank and was no longer there in that go. special assets division at this point. So I was dealing with some other people then. And uh, one day, out of the blue, I get a phone call. And, hey, this is Kirk. Let me, uh, let me come help you out. You know, that, that kind of conversation. And he told me that because he had worked in that division and he knew some people there and all one of them had kind of connected us. And so we started talking a little bit and basically refinanced the old debt that we had at big bank and moved it to his small bank. And I mean, I think cut the payment, the monthly payment down to like a third of what we were paying before or something like that. I actually, I don't back. remember exactly, but yeah, it was a, oh, it was I, went a big back difference. To, I went back today and I looked at all of it to see like what the payments were and what oh, it was okay. after we refinanced and all that. So, but um, yeah, so it, it made a big difference. And so that was, that happened about a year after buying Memphis fence was when we made our first payment to you. Um, so, you know, probably took a few months leading well, that, up to and that. I, I think your father-in-law, was coming into the bank at that time. Like oh. we had a not a real relationship, but we would have to talk about so things or whatever. And he yeah. mentioned maybe that he worked here, whatever it was at the time. So right. it kind of turned into, you know, in my mind, I started thinking, hey, I need, I remember that. Let me give that guy a call. That's kind of okay. where that started. Okay. All right. So that's where the connection was. Yeah, it's kind of the little bit of sparked my memory, I guess. Okay. I got you. Yeah. So um Man, back then, things were tough for us. 
And as Zach has mentioned, we didn't really know what was going to happen. We didn't know if we were going to make it. We didn't know if this place was even going to survive, right? And so by being able to cut that note down to one third of what we were trying to pay, it was a big deal. Um, and are you laughing? No, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, so <laughs> we, we had to make a lot of other I tough am. decisions. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody left real quick. <laughs> Cover that one. Yeah, I am. <laughs> so we had to make a lot of tough choices back then. We had to cut out a bunch of stuff. Um, and then we went two and a half years. And then we got back to Kurt and we said, hey, what if we refinanced all of the debt? So like all of the trucks, the equipment, everything else that we had going. Um, I think there was a couple of truck lease inherited that were like in about that same time. We rolled those into it. We basically just lumped everything together into one oh, big wow. note. And again, that saved a bunch of cash every month. Now it did in the terms of some of the, because, you know, we had already paid it halfway down or whatever, but the monthly cash thing was the key for us at that time. I don't so, remember the exact details, but you probably do more than me, but it was more of a, at XYZ big bank, they had you down, let's say to a five year or 10 year type payback to try to accelerate that debt, get rid mm -hmm. of it. And we may have, I don't even know, you may know, but did we do it out, you know, 15, 20 year type thing? Whatever we did <laughs> is, is how we created that. I think it was more of help. like a, they had us down to like a two year. Like a quick one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, we like got it to five years or yeah, something. It, whatever you. it was, yeah. it was different. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so the equipment and the vehicles and all, that was just like sprawled out, right? That wasn't at one single bank or anything else it was just like when stuff had been purchased and financed and all we just kind of lumped all of that in together um so we started paying on that and like i said it did take us longer and then we got all the way to 2020 so it took us seven years to pay off all the debt that we inherited when we bought this company and so i have a little note here that's seven years of listening to people complain about not <laughs> buying new trucks, new equipment, new anything. But the entire time, like we were paying off debt on old stuff. And a lot of that stuff was like wore out already. And we were still trying to get it paid off. Um, we did some other things during that time too. Like we had to get rid of a few benefits that we had and, you know, cut a bunch of stuff and, and it was rough there for a bit. But. And I don't remember exactly how the conversation went. I wish I, I mean, it's been a long time ago, but I know you, when we talked, it was more of a, Hey, I got this, I got this lease out there, whatever it was. And, and mm -hmm. I, don't, I wish I could remember exactly the conversation of how it came about. Like we said, you know what, why don't you just start combining this, 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 yeah. and this and make it into one deal. I wish I had that whole conversation because right. that was kind of the light bulb going off that we said, you know what? get by with combining this stuff and making it easier for you yeah i figure it was just some crazy idea where i like called you and asked if i could buy a spaceship you probably and that was probably, probably where did. it started and you're like well i don't know about that but what if we did this instead <laughs> so that's a lot of our conversation right hey can i can i do this yeah, yeah. what can i do i'm more <laughs> scared that he's gonna call you than another woman yeah <laughs> i think you've made that comment before right yeah yeah what are you so, gonna do call kirk yeah All right. <laughs> So uh, I told Kurt whenever he got here, I was like, the person around here you need to be worried about is my wife because she hates to hear I'm calling Kurt. <laughs> that just means borrowing more money. That's right. So 
um, yeah, since we kind of started this whole process with Kirk, we have, you know, finance some of our vehicles and property and equipment and all that stuff together since doing the initial thing. So Kirk's uh, helped us out. Um, he has changed banks a few times along the ways. And so what we've done is we've just followed him. And so I, why your wife's worried. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we just kind of followed him. And to me, we've talked about this a little bit before with suppliers. Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing with any of your like sales rep or any of your suppliers, vendors, bankers, insurance people, any of that is to have a person that you can call and that you can work with. Yes, ma'am. Well, I was just going to ask. So, Kirk, what made you want to take the chance on Dan? I mean, he's such a good looking dude. I understand that. (laughs) (laughs) That's the same thing she said. (laughs) No, I I don't. Like I said, I don't remember exactly because it's been so long ago. But it was more of a, you know, as, as a banker, you're always trying to look for business, try to figure out how to at that time. Now you have such a. I hate to say following, but you have people that kind of know you and contact you. Um, yeah, Kirk's a celebrity now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm a celebrity. Back so, then he was still hungry. Bankers. Now I, Dan has to call me like 18 times. He let me know today 18 times before I had. <laughs> I wasn't even going to say anything like that on here, but <laughs> but uh, but no, it was more of a back then. I, I had gone from doing what I do as far as loans and production um, to that special asset type division that was a total different situation. I, I mean, we went from you're going out and you're trying to call on people, get deals to that division for four years, however long I was there, uh, getting rid of people mm-hmm. and, and kind of, so you had to transition back into now I got to be the nice guy again instead of, mm-hmm. and it was hard. It, it's a different mentality both ways. So at that time when you're getting, I'm getting right back into production side and trying to gain customers again, so you're always looking for ways of, you know what? Uh, and like I said, maybe sparked it talking to a father-in-law that happened to know my boss at the time and kind of came yeah. up like, hey. Through his I'll previous employer yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Let me call him just because I had it on my mind. And I knew, because even when I when I went back to the bank I was at, <clears throat> I started thinking through that division I was in at the at the bigger bank, what people in that division could I help? pretty much how it went down it was more of a it wasn't just you it was a okay these four customers or whatever i don't think they really need to be in that department let me see if i can help them out so that makes sense mm-hmm. that's kind of where mm-hmm. it came from yeah other than him being a good looking dude of course <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the first thing that gets you <laughs> uh, i was gonna ask a question oh so what leads to someone being in the special assets division Oh, that's a good question. Um, a downgrade type thing. And and sometimes that's just nothing more than cash flow problem. Um, anytime the auditors come in and they kind of look at your credits, if let's just say you had a customer that I had two years of tax returns and it's been three more years and I've never gotten anything from them. All of a sudden an auditor or somebody may come in and say, all right, we're going to downgrade this credit because really you don't know the situation or know the the cash flow or whatever he's got going on now. So we right. need to downgrade. So once you get downgraded to a certain level at that point, a bigger bank like that is totally different because they're at that point, they're thinking, get rid of them, right? Move them on, whatever, right. get them back off. Uh, 
that's why I've always enjoyed being in a community bank. It's more of a let's help people get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Like the bank I'm at now and, the, and any other community bank I've been at, we would never even have that really type of department because we'd say, okay, Dan took over the company. Yeah, it kind of looks funny. He's a young guy trying to take over, you know, assumed all this debt. Let's see what we can do to help him yeah. is what a community bank would do. Yeah. You know, the bigger, more corporate banks are going to say, ah, just get rid of it. I mean, from the banker, little deals, nothing. Let's move on. You know, right. from the banker's perspective, I get it. <clears throat> right. They're like, all right, the grandfather that was the guarantor on everything died. Right now, twenty-four year old Dan is coming in here buying this thing. Like, no, nah, we need to do something. He's about different. to crash the ship. Right. <laughs> I, I get it. I understand that. So, I mean, am I bitter towards them? If they called me today and offered me something, I wouldn't do it. But do I understand? Sure. And it was, and that, that department is so, it's a wide range of why you may be there. You may be there because of your type situation, or you may be there because you're, you are some bum that didn't pay, you yeah. know? So right, right. it's kind of a big swing between somebody who just happened to get thrown into that department because of like your situation or right. a problem loan, you know, or I can remember times going out to a, a house that maybe we, the bank had extend, extended all the money on, uh, a renovation let's just say mm-hmm. and we go out we take a look right why is this in special assets it's just a house being renovated in memphis or whatever and you go out and on the outside looks nice new windows new paint new roof you're thinking oh this is great you walk up to the window and there's nothing but studs in the house mm-hmm. you know, they just did a fake kind of oh wow outer exterior <laughs> look oh wow you know it got all the money Got all the money for the construction slash renovation, but did nothing in the inside house. Right. You got so they criminals with the rest of the <laughs> money, basically. Wow. Right, right. Isn't that crazy? So, I mean, you go from that extreme to you're not in that category, obviously. Right. Yeah. It's kind of showing you the difference between who could be in that. I would just accidentally burn the house down <laughs> and be like, whoops. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it was just all kind of, it, it was, I enjoyed the four years of being in that department just because I learned a lot. Really about the other side of the bank. Kind of, I hate to say the dark side, but it is kind of the dark side. Right. And it did. It took a long time to to go back to the production slash, you know, calling on people trying to get business because you're always thinking at that point, everybody's lying to me. Mm-hmm. You know, who's, are they telling me the truth? You know, whatever. Yeah. But it takes a while to kind of, I, I think what I did was a good time frame of being in that department and then rolling out of that because you don't want to stay in that forever right you're, you're just going to be this miserable guy right. that thinks guess, everybody's a liar and a chick right <laughs> so. it'd be easy to kind of fall into the apprehension of this right. guy is going to end up in the special assets exactly. division and the one extending the money yeah but on the that is it does on the production side it makes you kind of look at everybody you know maybe a little more, a little more closely and yeah. check it all out before you before you extend that you know fifty thousand dollar draw to that house being renovated you probably go out there and take a look right make sure there's not you know yeah. sheetrock missing right for sure <laughs> so, that's crazy that so people you learn some do things man yeah, that we're is getting a... uh are y'all hearing the notification yeah so somehow the notifications are coming back through here i don't maybe it's from, yeah that's a, is the bluetooth the volume turned down well it might be on the computer is the bluetooth volume all the way down on the roadcaster that's a scam I've never heard of. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's just one. I could give you a bunch of them. That's yeah. just one that <laughs> popped in my show. mind. You know? So what's crazy to me? Show. Right. Yeah. So what's crazy <laughs> is that people don't think like 
what's your future look like? I mean, yeah, you might do that one time. And what are you going to get? $150,000, a hundred grand. And you could go to jail. I mean, it's but, I mean, if you get caught, you're going to go to jail or you could. That was part of our job. I mean, we'd go down to the courthouse. I'd have to walk down there anytime we foreclosed on somebody through that department or uh, one of the kind of, I'll give you one quick little story, but we shut down a, a warehouse in Memphis that was not in the best part of town. Uh, and it was a huge warehouse that, that basically housed all the gum, candy, whatever you see in convenience stores, let's just say. Huge, huge oh, warehouse. Crazy. And um, we drive up because we're going to tell them we're shutting this business down. We drive up and there's some holes in the brick wall where people all of a sudden would break in and steal the stuff out of there or whatever. Two or three of those. So me and the other guy there, we, we pull up and we're both kind of nervous. We're like, oh, it's kind of sketchy, you know. Right. We're going in to tell these guys we're shutting their business down. <laughs> this is not good, but uh, hey, let's go for it. And we're at the, back then, we're, we're thinking we're brave, you know. So we go in, we go into this huge warehouse, kind of dark, cobwebs everywhere. And, you know, makes you not want to, makes you think about buying candy bar sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but um, so we meet the people and they take us back to this. It's something off a movie. We go back in this back corner of the warehouse in this little bitty room kind of like we're in here and uh <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> we're back in this room and and these guys walk up and they got this tray of water you want some water like, no no we're good you know taking chances back here in this back room in the closet in yeah, the warehouse right so uh that didn't that was not a fun conversation to have when you're telling somebody that you're shutting down like that but that yeah. was the extreme kind of stuff mm-hmm. that sometimes went on and that scenario that I'm talking about turned out to be a disaster because we shut that down. And then um, we thought, okay, we'll just, you know, eliminate or get rid of all the stuff in the building. Mm. Uh, but I forget who came along and we had, had it all destroyed because it ended up tested. And this is going to make you even worse, but like, you know, rats and stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> all of the food. So all let's, the food, let's make sure everything we- had to be. All the eliminated. food that was sitting there waiting to go into a convenience store. I think the stores, but on the way home tonight. Right, right. And that when candy it was bar. tested, it all had to be destroyed. Yeah. Uh, that should make you feel real yeah. good. Go go buy you that Kit Kat on the way home. You know? <laughs> Golly. So like I said, I got good stories about that department, but uh it was some it was fun while it lasted, but I wouldn't want to do it all the time. No. I don't know that I'd want to do that at all. We've, like uh, that part of it. <laughs> no, it wouldn't you know, but that little younger, little boulder back then right we went to a can i give you one more quick story a little fun so we go uh we couldn't contact or find this one guy that owed the bank's money he kept kind of ducking and dodging us so we find out i'm not going to say where it was it was a club you know not a racket club type place but one of those type places and uh we find out he's eating lunch there (laughs) (laughs) this is how bad we were so we uh he he wouldn't contact us or get back with us or whatever and he was a guy that you know kind of had money or whatever so we just we bust up in the club and at this not club like nightclub but club like <laughs> lunch club you know polo type club whatever and uh he's in the room playing poker and we bust in on the guy and talk to him and kind of corner him and he gets all been out of shape but i won't tell you what all happened but that's another so y'all fun experience y'all we found, felt like the mafia you know yeah <laughs> y'all found his lunch spot and rolled yeah, in there we, rolled cool there. we sure did right yeah that's crazy so uh 
Never have I thought I'd be like scared and, and say, <laughs> the guy's from the bank are yeah, here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get out of here, everybody. <laughs> that, that's just shows you. And I'm, and I'm coming. You know, that's just a small portion of uh, the joke my boss in that department had was at one time it was a Hirsch for sale. Um, and he claimed he was going to buy it and, you know, label it name special <laughs> assets. And anytime we did something like that to go find somebody, we pull up in the. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Dressed like the Blues Brothers yeah. in a hearse with the bank's name. So we on had it. fun with it, some, you know. But I'm sure the people you were going. So to you see got lucky. Didn't you didn't have to deal fun. with all that. Not yet, man. Not Does that yet. make you feel any better about being in that department now? I yeah. should. Yeah. You didn't get raided or no? We didn't have to deal with. <laughs> Nobody came and hunted me down That's at the right. racket club. That's so. Right. <laughs> Our Olympic Steakhouse uh, is where it would have been. Right. Yeah. Olympic Steakhouse in Millington. <laughs> so uh, that should make you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So we had it easy. Yeah. You had it easy. All right. You just thought you had it bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, the checkbook thought we had it bad, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what I was saying um, is Kirk changed banks. We followed him. Right. Right. And so, uh, it's my opinion that if you find a good sales rep or banker or something like that, they are a lot of times more important than the company that they work for, if that makes sense. Makes total sense. And so, you know, we have like in the fence world, I mean, there's a ton of different vendors and stars and stuff like that. Well, that's what my immediate example of that was is a steel supplier, which yeah. we followed the rep. So. Right. Yep. Same exact thing. And you want to tell any more of that story or no, I'm, I'm going to keep it. I, okay. Know, okay. Like to keep, <laughs> use right. some discretion with some of that stuff. Right. I think is necessary. So there's a lot of people talking about like, Oh, where should I buy this chain link material? Where should I buy this? Where should I buy that? And I mean, the answer is find a rep that takes care of you buy it from who you like the best, who's that's responsive right. and, and has an idea of what type of business you're in. You know, yeah. that's one thing about the rep we use at the steel vendors. Like, We've been doing them for so long that he knows I don't what? even have to put dimensions or I put three quarter by three quarter. He knows it's 16 gauge square tube. Right. No questions asked. Yep. I have no idea what that Someone's is. Someone's calling. Right. Oh. <laughs> put That's him on. probably the guy from the club. Put him, put him on. <laughs> I remember that. Well, it needs to be connected. <laughs> is it connected? Should just swap the audio to the roadcaster. Dan. Yeah, oh, Dan. Is he on speaker? Speaker right now. Oh. But every everyone else sitting listening to silence right now. Hello. Oh, get who, out of here. Who is it? It's Canon. Canon. I have no idea how to work this. Okay. Canon. Oh uh, wait. Hey, Canon, say something. Okay. Maybe you just talk to him. Right the phone's not connected to the roadcaster, I think. Okay. You're on the podcast, man. Sorry. Sorry, listeners, for some technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so follow the sales rep. Follow the people that take care of you. And to me, I, I mean, I could get a loan from somebody else a lot of times and get better rates than I could get with credit. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> you you know that's true. I think banks, man, yeah, they get competitive. They you know, they do stuff that the smaller banks just can't do. Yeah, yeah, I wonder what Kirk's sitting here thinking to hear that hey. we don't shop our prices. We're just like ordering it from the same 
always ordered yeah, it right as right. A, from a hmm. banking perspective that doesn't sound like a great business model does it to just That's use right. the same guy every time like even if they're knocking on the door fees, saying they got it 20 percent cheaper yeah. oh no 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 how do you think i know that his rates are a little <laughs> higher than somebody else's like <laughs> you got to keep them on their toes sometimes you know but no like i said man it's you, you can find a little bit better rates at the bigger banks and stuff like that, but I would rather pick up the phone and call Kurt and him answer the phone and so hey, and say, oh, hey, Dan, yeah. you know, instead of what's your account number? What's that loan number? Well, you know, I don't want none of that. Well, you, and he, go ahead. You know the business, and so you know if the numbers are looking a little funny right now, right. you've you've had a relationship with Memphis Fence Company to know, like, this is not a trend here. This right. is just kind of what it looks like today. And What I was going to say, too, is, it, you know, he even mentioned that he's – followed me to several different banks but and I, anytime i have changed i've always said you know people really don't bank with the name on the building anyway it's exactly what you're saying i mean when you can pick up your your phone and you can call my cell phone you're calling me not and this makes me sound like i'm at the big head or something but you're really <laughs> yeah. not you're not looking at hey i'm calling xyz bank no you're calling me yeah no i'm not i'm not calling then, the bank and asking for right, you even. right right so it's more of a and, and I'm usually I'm the guy I got my cell phone on my card or whatever. And, uh, you know, Dan may call and go, Hey, I need to do this and see if you can help me out and blah, blah, blah. And then we may go through a whole conversation about what we need to do. And then he goes, by the way, what bank are you at now? Yeah. So it really doesn't matter. Who do we have to make these payments? Right. to? Who do I write the check to? Right. Mm. Yeah. And you know, also what you get is like, I think you get people that go a little bit of the extra mile, right? Kind of like the sales rep thing. So I don't know, what was it two or three weeks ago? Uh, so my wife, Alyssa and I, we went and met Kurt when he was like out on a jog on the side of the road oh, and gosh. had to give him some paperwork. And he's like, all right, yeah, I'll take this and put it in the mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't, I don't know. want to know how you got that paperwork home. It looks shady though. I mean, we're on a kind of a side road, and he didn't have any pockets. I, I don't a, know. I, I don't know. I think I had a hoodie on or something. <laughs> yeah, Dan drives up, rolls down the window, hands me a check. It's, right. It looks pretty, it looked pretty bad. That's right. right. So it it was definitely interesting. It goes along with the character from the country club, though. That's right. Yeah. That's the right. strong like, Hey, meet dude. me on the side of the road. <laughs> right. Such and such. Bring me that so, check. So I was uh, I was talking to a Simpolo subscriber the other day, and. What I find myself in the situation, I find myself in a lot with Simpolo is people just asking me general questions, right? I mean, obviously, Simpolo is a fence estimating software for anyone who doesn't know. But, um, you know, when I do these demos and do onboardings and all of this kind of stuff, like, like I said, people just ask me a lot of questions about the commercial fence world. And I mean, I've had people like send me plans and be like, hey, can you look at this and tell me what it is? And, you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh oh. What's happening? Hello. <laughs> Again? I think the first time he just called your cell phone. Yeah. No, he had no idea. But this is okay, caller. Can you talk again, please? I was calling in the podcast show. I got a question for Dan. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Hey. hey, what's your name, man? Where are you calling from? My name's Micah. I'm cool. from Tallahassee, Florida. Cool. Thanks for calling in. This is Zach you're talking to, but we're gonna let you get Dan a, that question. What what's the question you got for him? Um, just a general fence question about pipe. All right. <laughs> All right. Wait, did I did I meet you the other day, Micah? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead. 
Hey, Dan, uh, we got a bit of extra pipe out here at the Tag Truck Center. I was wondering what you wanted me to do with it. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, we'll come, we'll come get it from you. Probably it's still on the, it's on the job site, right? Yep, it's on the job. Everything's going great though. We just wanted to give you an update. All right, man. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Great All right. show, guys. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks appreciate for it. In, Thanks Micah. for calling. That's All awesome. right, later. All right, see you. Cannon put him up to that. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was hoping he was going to just make a joke, right? Out of that, yeah. I'm bigger. I was waiting, you know, like yeah. A, I, I was real curious where that was going. Right. Calling to is, ask a question is about this going to be appropriate. Um, <laughs> this one's going to be marked explicit too. <laughs> Do you have one of those buttons you could push to? No, no, okay, we don't. Great. You better go for it. Everything gets right in. All right, so this this Impala subscriber asked me the other day. He's like, "Man, I need to come up with some cash." It, this guy was kind of like had been doing a little bit of commercial work, and I guess is trying to get a little more into that commercial world. And we've talked in some previous episodes about kind of how that like billing and payment cycle works, where it can take a long time to get paid. And <clears throat> so this guy, uh, he tells me he's like, you know, he had almost two hundred thousand dollars in cash saved up sitting in the bank. And he's like, I got on these two jobs and like, it's gone. Suck the cash. Yep. And, um, you know, that, that's how it goes. Like, I mean, you can see what your profit, you know, your net profit is on a job. And like, if it's 10%, well then guess what? 90% of that job is what it's going to cost you to get it done. Yep. Right. Um, so it doesn't take that long to burn up some money. And so he, he says, what can I do to get some emergency cash? And so now I would like for you to maybe give some ideas about that. Well, it sounds like kind of in your situation too, that you want to have some sort of line of credit set up likely yeah. um, if you can do that. Now, some banks, bigger banks kind of do a different scenario than a smaller bank community bank would, but uh, some of the larger banks would do more of a, an accounts receivable type line, maybe depending on what that is. I know there's so many different ways to do it, but if you did like an AR type line, which, and I'm saying that for a bigger bank because us as a smaller bank, we really don't do those, but it is an option that some of the bigger banks do, but normally that's going to be capped at, you know, 50% of what your total AR may be. Uh, and it's kind of more of a complicated type line because you have to always monthly probably update those numbers so that you keep your, you know, you can't just have a $200,000 line out there and all of a sudden you're, receivables go down to hundred grand or whatever. Right. Um, so that's one option, but mostly collateral is king. So anytime you are looking to do something like that, if you got, you know, boatloads of equipment or boatloads of whatever you, you may have that has some value there that you could, I guess, provide to the bank mm -hmm. as far as this is what we got. This is an appraisal of, xyz you know all my equipment all my inventory whatever it is and then have the bank set you up something like that but normally that's going to be a, a line of credit with a bank they want you to have that relationship with them too yeah. so you know it's not going to be a i'm just going to call xyz bank on the side of the road because i just drove past it and hey can i get a line of credit yeah, probably not going to work that's probably <laughs> so, not like an immediate emergency kind of yeah thing. it's probably not and because it, it's going to be more uh like us it's going to be a relationship thing it's going to be hey i got my operating accounts with you um you can tell that i'm not the guy the worst thing for a bank is somebody sets up a line of credit 
they draw it all the way up and then it just sits there. Yeah. And they never pay, you know, they never pay it even halfway down, a little down, whatever. It's just fully drawn and it sits there. And then all of a sudden a year goes by and it matures and they go, and you call them and you go, Hey, I need to redo this line. Well, let me look at it. Okay. You drew it up on the first week that you had it and you never paid anything down. Mm-hmm. That's probably a problem. You know, it's, right. you really didn't do yourself any good. You just pretty much got a loan. Right. <laughs> That's what you did. Yeah. You, you got a credit card, maxed it out on day exactly. one and it's just been sitting there. <laughs> so it is a little bit more tricky product. Um, Unless you have that relationship with the bank, you have that sort of something set up to where, you know, here, take a UCC or whatever on my business inventory, my equipment that's worth. So what's what's a UCC? It's just more of a blanket type lien that you would put instead of listing each individual item. Right. So if you had a, I don't know, I'm making it up now, but if you had a 15 different pieces of equipment and Know, some trucks or whatever you have instead of doing each individual VIN number, each individual individual serial number, mm-hmm. keeping up with all that, you may do what they call a UCC, which is a blanket link. And that's like everything at that location for that business. If something happens is mine. And that's filed somewhere. Yes, it is. Right. It's not yeah. just on a napkin. No, no, no. It's filed. Yeah. It's filed. yeah okay. And it's kind of, I don't know. You still pretty much consider that stuff unsecured on the banker mm-hmm. side of the world because what banker, you know, if you got a hundred thousand dollar line, let's just say, and that goes bad, what bank's going to really go say, okay, give me that piece of fence uh, yeah, right. equipment and I'm going to go right. sell it to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm going to just load up this skid steer right now and take it back home. With right. Me. So, right. I mean, and some of that, yeah, you could kind of recoup, but it's more of a, I guess that's more of a relationship with the bank and the customer of, we trust each other. I'm willing to do something for you. You're willing to say, here's my stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and even though technically, you know, the bank never really wants that stuff anyway, but it's more of a give and take type thing. I'm willing to let you kind of put something out there that helps you feel better about it. Right. But the relationship thing is the biggest thing. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny asked how your fence was holding up. My fence is doing well, Kenny. Yeah. Kenny put it up. That's right. <laughs> Had the right man for the job. That's right. There. That's yeah. right. So uh, I need some more fence, Kenny. Is he listening or is he watching? Or? Uh, he commented, so I guess so. Okay. But yeah. Yep. Well, you know, we'll make it happen. So that's why you're here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, get some more fence. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I can't. Got... I'm actually really close to Kenny's office. That's right. <laughs> I saw the he pictures on the wall. Now, quote request on his desk. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave you. I'll leave you my request, Kenny. <laughs> So, um, what I told this person was, I agree. First, you need to have a line of credit. Like, you don't need to go get a line of credit when you need it, but you need to have it sitting there just waiting. Um, and so I asked him, I was like, do you have any trucks, equipment, anything like that that's yeah. paid for? He's like, oh, yeah, all my things are paid off, da 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 I Perfect. said, good. Go to the bank. Yep. I was like, go in the bank, get a they loan. They may not give you a you know full value for what they yeah, are, but I mean, right. hey. Yeah, Whatever so that, you got. that's a whole concept that, like, if you're curious, you can look it up. But there's, like, the whole loan-to-value thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you have to put down payments when you go buy stuff is because of the loan-to-value side of it. So what uh, I find— I'm sorry. I'm saying bank, uh, banker talk and— yeah, you're like my wife now. I go home and I talk about a HELOC or whatever. It's just like you're talking banker talk. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about, LTV and all that right, stuff. All right. Yeah, so loan-to-value, LTV. Yep. Um, Kenny said he's got you covered. All right, you know, sweet. he's going to knock it out, man. Sweet. So, um, 
He's actually at your house now. Oh, good. Yeah, good. No, That's he'll quick. be there in about 18 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I told him, I was like, I'd start with that. Like, yeah. if you need some cash right now, I'd go to whatever bank you use and be like, here's the title to my truck. You know, can you give me a loan against that or something like or that? Or even you could do something unique. I mean, you mentioned that the guy had a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank. I'm not saying tie all that up, but. Well, he doesn't uh, anymore. Well, right, because he used it. But yeah. I'm saying go do a, you know, put, I don't know, just make up a number. Do half of it in a CD or something and then pledge that CD. Yeah. Or a line. And then all of a sudden that's, you know, fully secured. Yeah. But you didn't spend your money. Yeah, so I was going to talk about that a little bit later on. See, that's the whole, creative. The, of it. the CD loan yep. thing that I learned about what, yep. a couple months ago. That's a pretty cool concept. But so, the but the thing is with that, I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, but the good. thing is with that is the guy you're talking about ended up just spending his money out of the account. That's right. If I take some of that, just just say some of that money over here and set it to the side, and all of a sudden I did a loan based on that being my collateral, well. I may not end up using that money. So I, I used the bank's money instead at the time. Mm -hmm. I pay that back. Well, guess what? The money I just set over to the side is still there. Well, and I, it never went anywhere, but I used the bank's money instead. So is the interest situation, you said it's like regulated, right? Pretty where, much, yeah. yeah. So if you're drawing interest on a CD, then there's a set amount. That now it may be bank to bank, but okay. most most banks are like a two percent spread now they could probably do more if they wanted to i mean it's probably right. more of their policy but the majority of banks usually do like a two percent two and a half percent some sort of smaller spread okay based on whatever they're paying you on the cd so, so if, they're, they, if they're paying you three percent on a cd our bank our policy is i can't charge you any more than five right because it's so me as the person getting a loan it's costing me two percent correct Right. And I mean, because you're technically using your own money, like unless you go get a zero percent interest special on a new vehicle or something like that, you're not going to beat a two percent loan. No. Like, I mean, and if you on the on the other side, of that is, if you think about it, you're really using your money. The bank's using your money. Right. The bank's just holding your money while they turn around and loan it out to you. But right. you're actually making a little money and you're getting charged less interest. Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's so a two percent. It's a sweet deal. Yeah. And. And people know, don't think about it that way. Well, I mean, they just think, oh my gosh, they're tying up my money I got in the bank. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got to say, I'm kind of disappointed. I feel like when Micah called and said, hey, I've got some extra pipe on this <laughs> job, we really could have had fun with that. I didn't know. I thought it was serious. I didn't know what was going on. I at was first. like, oh, Dan knows this guy. I should really from Florida stay professional. Right. So this I'll is Micah from Florida. It, it wasn't, this is Micah. And I just talked to you a couple of days ago. We're doing this job. Like it wasn't proper. It, and it, uh, Let him call Becky. I got something for you. This right. Time. Right. Okay. Let's have a retake. Micah, call up here again. <laughs> I'm not currently taking any applications for pipe. It's my, that's not my response. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't need any. Thanks. Bye. Right. <laughs> We've got enough. <laughs> so, yeah. There, so there's a, there's a lot of creative ways to finance stuff. It is. And uh, so that, that's cool creative financing but what's interesting to me is you said collateral is king so on your side of the world collateral is king as where everybody else in the world cash is king yeah so that's yeah. pretty interesting yeah well i'm speaking more of the loan talk right but, right you know, as far as getting what you want <laughs> so. mm -hmm. yep so you uh there you good 
Okay. Um, so I also had a note here, like get a loan against some real property. Like maybe you got a house or some land or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's going to take time though. I, I really, unless you can tell me I'm wrong, but the like vehicle or equipment or something seems to be probably the fastest way. Yeah. yeah. Any kind of residential, commercial, whatever property. I mean, nine times out of 10, you got to do an appraisal and evaluation, yeah. some sort of thing like that. But, um, and then title work, I mean, yeah. the bank's going to check and make sure there's no other liens out there. And that's just kind of a few more steps involved, but yeah. that goes back to what I just said too, about collateral being king. So, you know, Dan <laughs> goes to buy whatever building down the street, all of a sudden, Hey, I got, I need $200,000, but I really don't want to put anything down. I don't have any cash sitting aside to put it down, put down on the deal. Okay. Well, do you have, any other property uh, by the way that's a normal conversation between me and kurt <laughs> hey kurt how can i do this without any money out of my <laughs> that's pocket? that's right yeah i got zero dollars to put down yeah. but i want this nice shiny thing but right. here's the that's why i just said collateral so but i do have this other building that i don't owe as much on or maybe i don't owe anything on and i have a bunch of value there so hey i'm gonna pledge that along with the new building i'm buying and all of a sudden you don't have to put anything down right you're using the asset as your advantage right yeah but you got to so. be creative to do that and like and i say that because being at a community bank you can do those sorts of things that's what i love about being at a smaller community bank you're at a big bank big box bank xyz bank whatever if you don't fit in that box doesn't work it's okay yeah. you're buying that building is two hundred thousand dollars you need 15 percent down 20 percent down whatever it is right and then oh i don't have that well okay i can't do it um, that's just kind of how they think right where we're trying to make it happen some kind of way and you miss that payment we're coming to the racket club after you come to the club <laughs> poker game's over that's right <laughs> so what about uh what about factoring ah uh, see i'm not i'm not the expert in that field you probably know more about it than me um uh, I, I all i know is you can basically like sell your receivables yeah it's more <clears throat> of a it's much more complicated but yeah. it, it goes back to that kind of receivable type line that you got to really keep up with and, and have a a lot of times those are going to be more of a, a lower loan to value thing so yeah. if it's uh or if i'm using real property or whatever let's just say i can do 80 85 percent of the value you got on factoring accounts receivable that sort of thing eh, we may do 50 percent 40 percent whatever it's just right. kind of a it's because it's more risky right you know, it makes sense. oh yeah well, because, I mean, especially if you look at, like, someone's history and you see, right. oh, you're writing off X amount per year. Like, yeah, yeah. now your now you're LTV, so <laughs> to speak, is really changing. So that's why you got to, and those things are more of a monthly type monitoring, or some of them can be even more than that. Yeah. Really, you know, up-to-date type stuff that you got to keep up with. Yeah, so we, we kinda, a lot of people don't like it, really, honestly. We explored that a little bit back some years ago, and we didn't ever do it. it I don't know. They charge kinda, more. Yeah, it's a weird deal too. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> um, one time, Kurt, uh -oh. I, <laughs> so we were doing this big job, and I mean, this has been this was in like 2015, right? And as we've discussed, things were a little rocky back then, <laughs> and I mean, this was a big job. And I was like, Kurt, I'm a little nervous about this job, man. I might need some money. And he's like, Oh, don't worry, go go <laughs> see this dude in Arlington, okay? And so I go over to this guy's office and sit down and talk to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can give you money. I can give you some money. Yeah. He's like, and I want 15% mm -hmm. a month. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? 
No. <laughs> there you go. Factory. Yeah. So there's a risk, some, risk rule. That's right. And some people have figured it out and they know you got no other option and they're going to get, they're going to get everything they can out of you. So uh, the biggest advice I can give people is just pay attention to what's going on. Right. And look at, look at your financial stuff all the time. Look at your numbers, know what you've got coming up, know what, you know, jobs you have coming up, what receivables you have, all of that. I mean, you got to stay on top of receivables. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, plan in advance. So one, the credit thing is, a. I mean, honestly, it's pretty easy. It is a process to go through, but as long as you got some collateral credit and all of that, like you can, you can find a line of credit. So plan in advance with that. Uh, look at your numbers all the time. And, you know, you don't want the first time you call a bank to be like, hey, I'm broken. I need to pay payroll tomorrow. That is not going to go That's well. That's not going to be good. No. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> but most conversation a banker has with a customer is, hey, uh, I need to do this deal. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Send me the information. And okay, I got the information. Okay. When are we going to do it? Yeah. You know, it's more of a, uh, well, if you need it that fast, why didn't you call me a week ago? Yeah. yeah. All right, right. All right. It's always hurry, hurry, hurry. So, <laughs> so. I, I kind of do things probably the opposite of what a lot of people do, man. You do. But I'll I'll look at something and be like, man, I want to do this. And so I'm going to call Kurt and I'm going to call the insurance company and I'm going to talk to both of them. And I'm going to say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing or buying or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I want to make sure that neither one of them throw up a red flag, first <laughs> of all. And, you know, if both of them are like, oh, yeah, sure, we can make that work, then I'll kind of go through and start actually exploring it a little more. But you know, I, I try not to be in that situation where I'm like, oh, hey, I just signed a contract for this $10 million property. Now I need you to give me a loan. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that's you, you can't Smart. do it like that. Smart move. Um, So I want, I want to talk a little bit about the the banker, bank E. I don't even know what word goes there. Relationship. What, what's the word, Zach? What's the word? Come I on. like it. <laughs> so um, e. what do banks like to see from a customer for to, to consider them being a good customer as far as anything like, is there, can you give me three, three, two, one, you know, uh, well, knowing the customer, I mean, is a, is a big deal. I mean, that's pretty common, I guess, but you know, being, a, being trustworthy, um, credit history is a big deal. I mean, obviously yeah. on anything we, you do, but so we've talked about the tax return stuff, like your example <laughs> you gave earlier, don't, don't be the guy that turned in two tax returns and then skip three. Exactly. Exactly. Just being upfront, I guess, and, and really explaining the situation. You don't want a banker to all of a sudden start digging into information to give them and, and finding things that maybe you probably should have told them about, or, you know, Hey, uh, I'm giving you these three years of tax returns and, you know, these past two years or the middle year, let's just say was, yeah, it looks a little different, but here's why, you know, yeah, the numbers dipped, but maybe I did a big expansion or I'm just making yeah. stuff up or whatever right. it was. Just explain that sort of thing so that when the banker gets the information, they don't look at it and go, hey, start. Because then they start thinking of their own reasons why. Right. What happened? You know, why is that? So, you know, they start asking all these oh, yeah. questions. So being up front, being, um, I've just always been a big relationship mm -hmm. banker. I mean, I, I think I mentioned that when we talked about it really doesn't matter the name on the bank. It's more of a, I can't tell you the deals and the stuff I do now. That's mainly just from people I've always dealt with. Mm -hmm. It's just one of those things that, you know, I know them, they know me, 
we take care of each other. I know they're not trying to, you know, out to get me type thing or whatever. Because bankers are notorious for thinking, you know, somebody's trying to get something over on them. Yeah, right. I'm not answering your question, really, because you asked for three things. I mean, it's a hard question. Yeah, a hard question. So just for the record, Kirk did have the agenda before the show. I didn't look at it. But he didn't look at it, so. <laughs> Should have studied. He is kind of on the spot I was here, working. But yeah, trying to make those deals. Yeah, that's right. I didn't answer your $18. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... uh it, it is a relationship thing more than any. I mean, so, it's, you got to establish a good relationship with whoever you're trying to deal with just because, or, and, you know, if you're just that guy that wants to go in and explain yourself to 10 different people and have that conversation a million times. Yeah. So here's what I've got. <clears throat> Give regular data. That's good. Right. I like that. So tax returns, financials, all of that stuff. And don't wait too long. If something, if you have problems, Right. Don't don't be the guy that, you know, hides it or, or gal, I should say. Don't be the one that hides it and doesn't, you know, if you start seeing an issue, go ahead and talk about it. You know, because yeah. nine times out of ten, the bank, like I said, they don't want your property. They don't right. want your stuff. Right. They want to help you figure out how to get out of it. Right. So Kenny commented here. What happens when you invoice someone over and over and they don't pay and you have to send it to collections? Do you ever see that money on small repairs? Who's your question directed to, Kenny? Us or Kurt? And we'll let Kenny answer that. Um, so you've mentioned my father-in-law a couple of times. That's Alyssa's dad. Yeah. For Zach's not... He's just sitting there like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Zach's difficult in this whole like father-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law kind of conversation. He's like, no, that does not apply. <laughs> so, this one works. Okay. That's you correct. sure you That's approve? Correct. You approve of this if one? There's a person that is married to someone in Dan's family. They're all every, I don't no, know. No, no, no. Her sister is my sister-in-law. And that her sister's husband is my brother. That's the wrong one. That's not true. I don't agree with that. <laughs> okay. But I can use the father-in-law one. All right. So Kirk has been my father-in-law a couple of times. And one of the things he's always said is don't lie to the banker and don't lie to the insurance. There you folks. Go, see? And I mean, I believe well, that. And I, so mm -hmm. I'm an advocate for that whole thing of, you know, if you got problems, just tell the bank. Go ahead and start talking about right. it. Right. That's, don't. I mean, we've talked about that even just in the business, as far as sales is concerned, as a project manager, I'd like to tell my customer, oh shit, the material's running late. Explicit. The day <laughs> that we show up, we're supposed to be on site mm -hmm. saying, oh yeah, well, why didn't you come yesterday? Right. Or whatever. Right. So, and even as far as the spirit of this podcast, our intent was to kind of, get out here and just be transparent. I mean, and that right. seems to be just, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a point of character that we're kind of discussing that works across the board. Yeah. You know? Don't be, yeah. don't be the customer who all of a sudden the banks, you know, me tomorrow's end of the month for us. So I don't want to look at my past due report tomorrow and all of a sudden see Dan name, right. Dan's name on it. Right. Like, Hey, what happened? You, Wait, know? Right. So, no. you think that people have kind of a, unnecessary or unwarranted fear around it banks and bankers I, and probably so that I kind mean, of it's more of, they're scared to go to the special asset department that's right <laughs> you don't want to wind up there so i think it's pretty similar to the whole like project management side of it we don't want to call the customer and tell them hey we screwed up we don't want to have that interaction we don't want to call the bank and say hey 
we screwed up. We don't want to have that interaction. Right. Like we're just in general afraid of any interaction that we think may result in something negative. Right. But a lot of times if you, let's just say you did call the bank and say, Hey Kirk, I got, you know, this month, this two months, whatever been kind of hard, blah, blah, blah. Can you help me out? Well, it may be something as simple as, well, yeah, let me get you to sign this little extension. I'll, if you got a 60 month loan here, sign this extension that gives you 30 days and we'll just tack that note on the end of the month, right. on the end of the 60 days and you'll you know, no pay problem. an additional right. month. And then all of a sudden problem solved. So instead of all the issues of now I'm late every month and now I'm accruing all these late charges every month and then it becomes a problem. Right. So listeners, I've told you, I've said it before, have somebody you can pick up the phone and call <laughs> a banker, an insurance person suppliers all of that someone you can pick up the phone and call you heard what kirk just said right there i mean you got yep. you don't want to call and be like hey here's my account number here's my loan number blah 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 you're not going to get the same treatment so that's just my opinion but anyways good opinion so uh i, I said do we need to take them to lunch or like sponsor their kids you know little league team <laughs> anything like that to help or basketball ad and a basketball uh, right yeah yeah we've done that before <laughs> too, we? i i was just helps. uh it helps <laughs> no not really <laughs> it's just a nice gesture let's just say that. right right showing a little love that's all that's it right. is that's right um so yeah put on here communicate any upcoming situations we've already touched on that a little bit so i'll, I'll kind of just breeze by that one um again when i want to do any of the crazy cockamamie ideas that I, is that a real word i think i've said that like three times a lot it's explicit i'm sure is yeah. it saying yeah, yeah sounds like it. no we're marked yeah. explicit Hype. because <laughs> <laughs> guy's uh, gonna call back in he never did so kenny wants to know is asking me if Kenny's we invoice our best listener yeah this week is kenny if we invoice somebody over and over and they don't pay and you have to send it to collections do you ever see that money generally Not really <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious no generally um i would say at least like 60 or 70 percent of the time i think are maybe even more i think our collections people are successful Alyssa, you got anything to say on that? I agree. Is she the collection department? <laughs> she's a Is little she bit, special asset. She's a little, yeah. She's a little more in the special <laughs> assets division than I am. Um, and I think most of the time they do. Of course, we have to pay attorneys to go collect it. And so we had a situation uh, a week ago where collections attorneys have been going after these people over and over and over again. And that, I guess they finally talked to somebody and they're like, oh, just email it to email the invoice to these people and we'll get you paid. No big deal. Yeah. The same people that we've emailed it to 18 times. You never even There's... caught on to the fact that I laid that up to you to call your wife a special asset. Oh. You just don't move. She is a special asset. I tried. <laughs> Good job, Kirk. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, they what they did is, like, in our contract and everything, you know, it's like, hey, if you don't pay your bill, we're going to bill you all the collections fees and attorney fees, blah, blah, blah. And you know what they paid? They the bill. The bill. They just conveniently forgot to pay all the collection fees, attorney fees, everything else. And I mean, we sent them the invoice from the law firm and was like, here's the extra money that you owe. And again, just conveniently forgot that. So uh I would say in general, we don't get a hundred percent of the money, but most of the time we get, you know, eighty-five percent, something like that. And there's certainly are times where you get zero percent. 
I would say commercial, you do have a lot better chance than residential. Just finding the right person to turn the invoice into. Yeah. Uh, we got our the collections attorney that we use on like bigger stuff. So if it's a little thing, we do send it to some collections agency and, you know, it just gets handled by AI or whatever. Um, but like the bigger stuff we send to a, like actual collections attorney. And I mean, they'll get nasty sometimes. Yeah. They, they've gone and like taken money out of people's personal. I remember one time they, they went and they levied the business owner's wife's savings account oh, they and they can. took the money out of that. And the guy pitched a fit and they're like, Nope. When you signed that contract with Memphis fence company, you did not put your title beside your name. So you signed that contract as an individual, not as an officer of the company, which means we can go after your personal assets. Wow. Yeah, you know all those documents we give you when you sign those loans. Do you read all the details? I don't read any of okay, it. Okay, good. Who, who, oh, Angie was in my <laughs> office today. And I was, so ironically enough, whenever you're like, I'm going to get my end of the month report and see Dan on there. <laughs> well, actually not because we took care of my outstanding paperwork today that was two months old. Uh, but so Angie walked in as I was signing all that. And I was like, this is how I sign bank documents. And like, I didn't read a single word of any yeah. of it. I just put my signature. It's a funny, well, it's not funny, but that stuff, you know, bankers, we can reach in there and grab money out of accounts and yep. it, it's not funny but sometimes you you do that when somebody's been past due or they're kind of routinely past due and you go out there and snatch whatever payment it is they all of a sudden you get that person calling in that mm -hmm. tried to call oh, for yeah you've been weeks. trying to call them for months yeah. and then next thing you know they're calling yeah yeah it's three eight six three four zero two zero five eight wow that's loud it's pipe guy hello hello caller Oh, gosh. Hey, man, who is it? <laughs> who we got on that phone over there? <laughs> hey, it's Micah. I'm back. Oh, oh Micah uh, called back. Hey, your put your pipe away. <laughs> we don't <Yeah>. want any. <laughs> so so we were kind of yeah, caught off guard well, earlier, Micah. We didn't really know what was going on, but uh, we then realized. Neither we did we. Me and Cannon. Me and Cannon were just calling to ask you a, a legit question and didn't know that y'all happened to have a call in hour going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're uh we're live on our our fence show here and uh so like I said, it caught us a little off guard. Yeah, us too. We were having fun though. Um <laughs> so now that now now that I've called back, um, have you talked yet about this fence going through a four foot deep? uh riprap quarry so i i've when i came up there the other day i meant to bring some diapers and pacifiers to give to y'all to go with all that crime <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, but we, we did we got it all out yeah we have talked about having y'all on the show to talk about this job a little bit right yeah yeah that's cannon's perspective on what he thought about what was going to go down and what's <laughs> actually happening over there oh it's a mess man so right so listeners they're uh, they're putting this fence job in and it's like 2200 feet of eight foot tall black fence and i think about 700 feet of it is through some pretty big riprap and i mean there's places out there where this riprap is like two and three foot deep there's some boulders out there that are probably 400 pounds i mean it's nasty <laughs> and so they've uh they've been out there fighting with that thing for a week now something like that yeah, it's been um, we've, we've, it's been a week to get 700 foot of post in with top rail. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, man. 
And the bad thing is like, you look at the drawing and it's all nice and pretty on those drawings. <laughs> and then you get out there and you're like, uh, oh crap. Boulders. Yeah. So we, we normally don't have yeah, to. Yeah, the, the toughest thing with this is, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we normally don't deal with boulders here in West Tennessee, <laughs> but this is definitely a unique situation. Yeah, I guess the crying part came from um, being an original Florida fan man, um, and then being shocked to see something like Florida this. Man. I know we get a lot of we got we get a lot of grief for building fence in Florida. Yeah, do y'all even have, y'all have rocks in Florida? Do they exist down there? Um, there's a couple pieces of limestone here and there. Yeah, yeah. You do. You almost just like drop post and they sink in the sand, right? You don't even have to dig ever. <laughs> no post driver. Oh, uh, we usually foam. No, we usually dig and foam set everything. Foam? Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> it's a joke, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. I believe it. I believed, <laughs> I believed it. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, man. All right, man. Thanks for calling back. Cool, man. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. We'll see you soon. Sounds good. All right. Well, that was a little bit better than last time. <laughs> I thought it, remember, uh, who was it? Oh, Jacob, when he called. Oh, yeah, that was an accident. Yeah, so Jacob just randomly called one time. He's a, he does gate automation for us. And he calls, and I was like, hey, we're doing a show. You're on the show. And, he, and uh, he's, he's, like, he's like, well, what am I allowed to say or something? I was like, I don't know. Say whatever you want. And he just started running. <laughs> hey, Zach, down. is that quote you gave me for yeah. this amount really right. real for, for this product? For this customer, this amount at this location. And like started getting into some. Like, I was like, right, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are actually <laughs> on the air, man. Well, and that was y'all's first episode, but the second time y'all recorded, right? That yeah, that maybe was the time it was muted or something. No, it, it made it. That, oh. that was the first episode oh okay Just y'all second run through kenny says uh everything looks good on drawings that's why you need to do a site visit for sure it all looks good on drawings and that's a challenging thing because the site's not there right. like when there's do drawings, a site visit to what to a grass <laughs> field like that's all that was there but so what we we always want to do is a site visit before we send a crew Right. Sure, so, and sense. we did, we went up and we looked at this job and talked to the superintendent and there was like a plan and things just kind of spiraled from there. It just, things do change a little bit, don't they? Yeah, they big commercial jobs. They do. And they did. And it kind of got us in a little pickle there, but, um, all right. So back to Kirk. So we talked about the line of credit. We talked about, we can use equipment. Oh, Kirk, the bankers I'm here. Yeah, that's right. Hey, He's Kirk. still here. He's still here. <laughs> So we talked about how we can use like equipment and all that stuff. Um, so I have a question. Does does the line of credit have to be at the same bank that like your checking account and stuff like that is at? Not necessarily, but I, it obviously helps. Um, just from what I said before, if you have that established relationship with the bank, it kind of makes that an easier process. It's more, it, well, it goes back to what you just said about collecting payments. What if I need to take it out of your account to to pay <laughs> right so he wants you to have <laughs> all right. your money at his bank so that's he can right get, well, you can snatch it if you right. need to but that's no right. it, not necessarily you don't have to have it that way because just going back to to what i said if you deal with a, a a larger bank that maybe has a more specialized department for that mm -hmm. you may have to do that but you may want to have your local closer community bank whatever that's handling your account so that's not kind of a that's not one of those you got to have it one way. So from my perspective, as the bank E, <clears throat> your bank the, e. the coin, the, the term that I don't think that's right, but I'll, I'll I don't bank either. E. Yeah. We just made it up. That's a, you heard that's it first name. here on the powerhouse fence show trademark. Um, so as, as the bank E, 
it's a lot easier to just pick up the phone and be like, hey, can you put some money in my account, please? And, you know, it just gets stuck in there. Um, that's the only thing I know that makes it a lot easier instead of having to, like, move money between banks and all that kind of stuff. It would make it much easier to get to get it the way you want it, yeah, it would. But I'm not. I'm just saying you don't have to have it that so way. So let, let me tell you a little life hack for this one. Uh oh. All you got to do is have an every bank. That's true. Right. So you can be. <laughs> Alyssa's shaking her head <laughs> over here, but you just have an account at every bank, and then that way, when they need to give some money, you're like, oh yeah, just stick just it in, in that, that account, account, and I'll just write a check to the other account. And so there's a there's a little secret there. Well, going back, uh, uh, you're talking about a site visit. I mean, bankers do that too. Uh, yeah. We, we talk about that a lot in our loan committee meetings because, you know, there's, let's just say it's 25 loan officers talking about different deals. And a lot of times our senior lender type folks, they're always going to say, well, have you seen the property? Mm-hmm. You know, because you have those times where Dan, whoever calls and says, hey, I need a, I'm trying to buy this house or I'm going to use this piece of collateral or whatever. Um, and you always put, you always, as a banker, want to put your eyes on what you're doing. Right. Cause you don't want to pull up and all of a sudden I've seen the disasters where, you know, it's a, Oh, I got 10 acres here in whatever town. And you pull up and it's like a flag lot, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like an easement back behind <laughs> 12 houses to get to this flag lot. That's it was where a, my land is. It was know? a landfill <laughs> last week. Yeah. No know? big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, we just did that on these buildings down the yeah, street yeah. that we did the yeah. deal on. So Kurt came out. And so me, him and the realtor, all three walked That's the right. buildings there at the same time so that he could put eyes on it. But, but yeah, I mean, I think in our business, a site visit is a very important part of the process. A lot of time like I said, on these blueprints and stuff like that, the site's not there. Same thing in the banking world. Like if you're given a construction loan, the site's <laughs> not there, but right. you know, probably before you roll it into like a, a real loan well, or you can whatever down you say. To the fact that you know it's just say you're doing a loan on building a house and if they don't put the footing in the right place yeah it could be over the line or it could be you know the setbacks or whatever there's out there you, know, you want to make sure yeah you know you're not messing something up to where you all of a sudden now you got a slab and now you got to move it right right you got a nightmare yeah yeah so y'all probably do like a, a site visit and look at the built house or building or whatever before you convert it to a real loan yep and so again what i was saying with kenny or to kenny's point there is like when we're bidding a job that's just a set of plans there is no site to look at but we always want to send a go out and look before we send a crew because man we get burned on that deal a lot where oh yeah we're ready for you and we go out there and they're like "Uh, no you're not so that job that micah has called about a couple times we've got some other guys out there installing some iron fence as well excuse me and man those guys had to take a skid steer and like do some dirt work and the the contractor's like well you know let me just pay y'all to do it you're here you've got a machine sitting here like let's just get it done and i mean that's what we had to do so he's out there like grading where the fence is going and all that stuff but or think about the banker who had the house in the beginning of the show where i said you know we'll go out there and all of a sudden They've extended all the construction loan money, but then it was a shell of a house. Yeah. So I'm not you, sure he right. kept his job. <laughs> so you don't want to just drive by. Yeah. Right. You want to get out and look. You want to make sure. So in um, so do you, you know who you know Trump, Donald mm-hmm. Trump? You familiar with? Him? I've heard okay. the name. Okay. So he wrote a book called The Art of the Deal, and I don't know when it was written. 80s, 90s, something like that. I mean, it was written quite a while ago. 
And so in the book, he talks about one of the first deals that he did was buying an apartment complex that was, I don't remember where it was, New Mexico or something like that. And he said that uh, when he was selling it, there was like an investment group or whatever that was buying it from him. And I, I think I've got the story right. I might be wrong. If you want to know for sure, you can read the book. But um, this like investment group was going to buy the, the apartment complex from him. And, you know, they had done some remodeling and fixed up a bunch of stuff and like filled the buildings and all this kind of stuff. And so he said when he was talking to the guy that was coming out to do the inspection, young guy, you know, early in his career, all of that. And he said this guy just kept talking about this restaurant it was in the, the local town there. And so he said what he did was he went ahead and reserved the best table in the restaurant, you know, had all that set up, picked the guy up from the airport. They went to the restaurant. They sat in there a few hours, had a big meal, had some drinks, all of that stuff. And he took the guy back to the airport and he got on the plane and left. They never, never even, went to the property. Never even went to the property. So, yeah, if you're uh, your your guy doing the inspection <laughs> should probably see the property and sure. actually look in the windows, yeah, you know. Yeah. Don't just uh, drive by. Same yeah. thing in our industry. Like if you're going out to look at a site, you shouldn't just drive by. You should stop and look. Because you never know. There's any boulders. There may be some boulders (laughs) back there in the back. So, or booby traps, as we learned last week. That's right. We heard about booby traps last week. So, (laughs) that's a crazy story, still. But anyway, so we're pretty much at the end. That's all I've got. That was fast. I don't know if uh, it does. It goes by fast. It goes by fast. And it's hard. I mean, I got this little timer sitting here telling me we've been talking for an hour and 17 minutes. And, you know, I I try to try to cram a lot into that hour. And that's pretty challenging, but it goes fast. So, do you have any closing thoughts, Zach? You got any questions? You've been kind of quiet, man. Quiet, man. Well, I mean, we got the banker. That's right. We got the expert. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> what do I have to add to that? Really? Yeah. I, I guess the whole just the premise of this being a show about banking. I just have a little bit more serious approach tonight oh, than usual. Yeah. Just I saying. Brought my tie. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right. Well, that's what I expected. You know. So I, I do like how y'all have the the matching top button done there. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, or style. <laughs> so uh, no I think closing. I scared him in the beginning when I talked talk about the hearse and <laughs> yeah, right. Walking yeah. into the club, and yeah, he's a little nervous. He's like, oh, right. he right. backed up real quick. Uh, we don't need to mess with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, y'all got anything? I'm good. I hope I didn't mess your show up. Hope it went I, well. It's still going. Boring people. It's not you know, broke. LTVs and. Locks and yeah, but we could say all the words that nobody knows. All this stuff, I mean, honestly, it is kind of boring from like an entertainment perspective, but it's informative. And yeah, if you're yeah. gonna go into business and try to have any of these type of relationships, like you got to start with some little bit of information and try to build on that. Hopefully, so, it's some good info. Yeah, I mean, I sure didn't know anything about the banking world when I got into it, other than I did not want to be in the special assets <laughs> division. I learned that pretty quick, right? Yeah. And yeah. uh, you know, so again. Fortunately, Kurt got us out of there. Yeah, just the importance of having a personal relationship with your banker stands out from this to me, you know, among some of the other things. But I also, cash flow would have made sense to me as being number one, and you're saying collateral, which is kind of news to me. So, yeah. Well, you want to, the bank wants to know it's secured. Cash flow is important, obviously. I mean, cash flow has got to be there for the business to, to stay in business. But, you know, on the other side of that is, Got to have something to fall back on if things sure. go crazy. Yeah, right. When things go boom. When things go, when things go boom. Well, so, I appreciate you coming on the yeah, show, man. man. I know you didn't really know what you were getting into. I had and no idea. 
done you haven't done anything like this before nope. i guess and nope. uh did great though i sure appreciate that um yeah. and i think that's about it this it's is not our too closing bad, remarks not this not fancy studio nice. yeah. yeah thanks for whoever's watching thanks canon for chiming in in the comments thanks micah for calling in thank you kenny, kenny. for watching and being part of the show uh kenny was our guest last week last a, week okay uh, member of the Memphis Fence Company team, family, however you want to look at that. And uh, I think that's it, everybody. So thank you for joining in. Powerhouse, powerhouse errs, yeah. podcast peoples. <laughs> yeah. We're making for... up terms right and left over here. Bankies. Right. Bankies. That's right. Powerhouse. All right, bankies. <laughs> powerhouse bankies. All right. Thanks for watching. We'll see y'all next week. Adios.